you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. We'll be reading verses 21 through 29. <clears throat> Matthew seven twenty-one. Pay close attention. Jesus is speaking here. And make no bones about it. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And he and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, because of what he has just said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto the wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not. And the reason being, it says, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto the foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now here is the effect of all he's just said. The people were listening, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended his sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Father, I thank you for the privilege to be back in your house this evening. Speak to us through your holy word, Lord, and we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is going from uh, two ways in this portion of scripture here. You remember the, the wide way and the narrow way, wide gate, narrow gate. He's gone from the, the two ways to the two trees. You remember the trees. One it bared good fruit, one it bared bad fruit. Uh, and so then he, he comes to show us a, a start of life of faith in, in uh, introducing us uh, to these two houses which show us uh, the end of a faith life, what it's based upon. Now, uh, this will happen when, uh, when God shall call everybody and everything to judgment. Hebrews 9.27 says, And it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. So that being said, that being true, that being the word of God, how shall we prepare for the judgment? First of all, by doing God's will. We find that in verse 21. About uh, the end of says, but he, he that doeth the will of my Father. I underline that. That is the most important thing in any Christian's life. He that doeth the will of my Father. It's amazing how many people there are in the world, and it's more amazing how many are saved and actually doing the will of God. Okay? Not necessarily a preacher, a missionary, or any other thing, but just your common, ordinary church member. God has a will for you, 
And you need to find that will, locate that will, and then go and do uh, that will. The test is not words, as we heard him say, uh, not saying, Lord, Lord, not obeying the commands, um, nor learning religious words, and it is not memorizing a, a lot of scripture verses or singing songs, but obeying God's will. Obeying his will. Now, when a person is truly saved and knows that he is saved, we have the Holy Spirit living within us that is our guide. Uh, we, don't hear, we don't hear audible voices from God like they did in the Old Testament, okay? We hear that still small voice. We feel, we sense the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives uh, that speaks to our heart. Now, uh, we understand, or I, at least I understand, that anything good is coming from God. Anything bad is coming from the devil. And we as, as Christians, adults, we know right from wrong. We know good from bad. And uh, so the world says that we are foolish, but God says you're faithful. Romans 5, 5 says, and the hope and, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. I'm, I'm thankful that Jesus didn't leave the disciples hanging. He said, I'm going to send you a comforter. He left. Ten days later, the comforter came, the Holy Spirit of God. And he's been here ever since. And he will be here until the, the rapture of the church takes place and all Christians are out of here. There will be no more Holy Spirit, as far as I understand the scripture, on this earth. He will be removed. He will be taken away. And so it's so important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is a person and not an it who speaks to us, who lives within every born-again child of God's heart. Now, secondly, not only doing God's will in verse 21, but in verse uh, 24, uh, notice what, what, he, what Jesus says. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto the wise man which built his house upon a rock. So, by hearing God's word and then go do it. Uh, I don't need a second opinion. Okay, I don't need to. You know, that's one thing. And I, I'm sure it was probably a mistake because for sure I didn't talk to Lynn about it. But I, never, I didn't ask anybody. When I knew God was calling me to preach, I did not ask anybody, what do you think I ought to do? Not one did I ask. I really didn't need a second opinion. But I did need to involve Lynn, and I didn't. And thank God, you know, she forgave me. Um... You know, it, it, when, when God speaks, a lot of us will run to somebody else and say, hey, what do you think? Now, I did ask my pastor, Gene Burdett, I said, preacher, how do you know for sure you're being called to preach? He said, it'd be good if uh, I'd get a letter on my desk from God saying, would you tell Kenny I'm calling him? <laughs> or a telephone call, but he said, no, it ain't going to happen. He said, if you can do anything else and be happy, you better go do it. But if you can't, then you know you got to give God a chance. 
by hearing God's Word and doing it. You know, it's great, hey, to memorize Scripture, and I have a lot memorized, but not like some of you. Some of you can quote and go on and quoting and quoting. There's nothing wrong with that because, hey, there are going to be times when we don't really have a physical copy of God's Word in our hand, and that's why we need it in our heart and our head. So if a situation comes up right quick, we can say, well, the Bible says... And when you say that, you better make dead sure that is what the Bible says. But I've heard it this way. Well, I've always heard that the Bible says blah, blah. Well, who'd you hear it from? Grandma? Well, you know, Grandma might have made that up somewhere or another. Grandma might have been trying to straighten out a grand younger. Uh, so it's important to know the Word of God and, and feel God's presence and, and sense His presence and, and feel the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, re- hearing will result in doing something. Okay, if we hear it, then we want to go do something. Um, you know, every time I hear a new wrinkle of something that might work, hey, I want to go try it. I want to go try it to see um, if it works. Uh, I think, to me, I don't think either. I, I am so thankful for the leadership uh, that God has blessed us with here at First Baptist. Now, I don't know what it was like eight years ago or whatever, I don't know what it was like, but I do know what it's like now. I am so blessed to be here. I am so thankful for for you all's confidence to call Lynn and me, and I understand you really called Lynn, and I just sort of fell in the crack, uh, which still, I'm glad. Um, But Miss Jeannie, our secretary, is second to none. She's tops. I don't know of anything that I have asked her to do that she'd say, oh, I just ain't got time right now. No, not one time. She's always there and will do anything she can. Hey, our music. I'm so thankful uh, that God sent us Mark. I'm thankful for Linda and Michelle and Danny, who so faithfully, Sunday in, Sunday out, are here uh, to share music. Lynn and I have been in many churches when there was no one to play the organ or the piano. They just didn't have anybody. And that's sad. And have everybody lead the music, just whoever wanted to get up and try to, you know, do something. But we're blessed uh, to hear with our music. Our youth, hey, I am so thankful uh, for Mac and what he does. And many times, you don't see what he does, okay? So before you criticize, ask me about it. Because he's one of my preacher boys, okay? And I stand with him. I stand beside him. And I back him up because I know who he is. I know where he came from. I know what he's been through. And so uh, I'm thankful for him. Our children, Heather, hey, and and, uh, Travis, I'm so thankful for them. When you you look out and you see anywhere from 20 to 35 little children, hey, somebody's doing something that they want want to come here uh, to be a part. And I think of our Sunday school teachers. Sunday in, Sunday out. Somebody's teaching those classes for you. You need to be thankful for your Sunday school teacher. Our committees that work so faithfully to keep things going and, and making things happen. And, and, and then I think of our deacons. You know, hey, uh, and if you don't know who your deacon is, well, you're going to have to find some record or something or other. Um, I appreciate the little things that Miss Jeannie started printing up, and, and I think we need to do it again, because, but every time we do it, we have others to join, and we got to do it again, which is great. I don't mind that, but that little folding piece of paper uh, that's got your names on it, and it's got your deacon posted right up there at the top. Everybody ought to know who their deacon is, okay? 
and I'll turn that around, every deacon ought to know who his folk are. How many average dean have we got on there? 20, 25? How many? About that much? Um, you know, hey, I got, well, how many do we have here this morning? Charlie, where are you, son? 200 what? 266 in worship this morning. Uh, that's a lot of people to keep up with and try to know their names. Well, I'm a human. I don't know all the names. And I stumble around sometimes to call them. But somebody said, you as a pastor, you all know who they are, who they married, who the children are, where they work, where they live. What else do you want me to do? <laughs> well, if you worked on it, preacher, you could do it. Hey, our safety team, I'm thankful for those guys and ladies. Hey, I, I'm thankful that are right now watching over our parking lot, watching over our building, even inside and out. Um, hearing and doing. A third thing, how to prepare for judgment. Not only by doing God's will and, and hearing his will, but by obedience to God's holy word. Look at verse 25, he says... And the man, and the, excuse me, and the man, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds beat upon the house, and the house, and it fell not, because it was founded upon a rock. The foundation uh, that was put for every local church, listen, needs the rock of Jesus. You know, I, I'm just a pastor, okay? I'm just a preacher. I am not the rock. I, I am not Jesus. I am not a God, but I serve a living God, and I serve a Savior who wants to be the rock of this church, who wants to be the foundation of what goes on. Now, I know a little bit about foundations. I know if it's not dug deep enough and on solid ground, and, and you don't pour the concrete, and you just sit in on dirt, something's going to give way later. It needs to be on solid ground and, and poured and rebar and, hey, in fact, you know, a house is no stronger than its foundation. A church is no stronger than its foundation. Uh, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, uh, these two men, their stories are, are similar. They had much in common. Both desired to build a house. There was nothing wrong with wanting to build a house. Both of them wanted to build a house. And when they got through the houses, both of them looked strong. They both looked sturdy. But then came the judgment. Then came the storm. I mean, the, the, the Bible says, and the, and the rains descended. They came. And the winds beat upon the house. One fell, one didn't. And why? Because one was founded on a solid rock. And the other one was built on sand. You don't have to turn... Um, but I want to I look at uh, Luke chapter 6. Listen to what he says. Now this is a, another gospel writer interpretation of what Jesus said. 6, Luke 6, 47. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Notice what he says about this, uh, the, the storm. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep. You know, sometimes we don't want to dig deep. We're too lazy. We are too lazy. I ain't talking about necessarily physically digging. I'm talking about digging into the Word of God to see, hey, what does that really mean? But he says, this man, he digged deep. And then he laid the foundation on a rock. And when the floods came, 
when the floods arose, the stream, talking about a river here, got out of its bank. The stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. The same thing with the church. You know, founded upon this rock, the rock of Jesus. There is no other foundation by which a church ought to be built on. But I'm sad to say it. I, hey, I'm not judging. I'm just looking, okay? Some of these churches are built on the preacher. Hello? You know, we're going we're gonna to follow him. Hey, I ain't worth following. I can tell you now. You follow the Lord. And you follow the Lord, the rock of our salvation, you can't miss. You can't go wrong if you are following uh, the rock uh, of Jesus. Now, when we think about this, the difference here in these two builders was simply the foundation. That's where it starts. Um, The other one, of course, it fell because the Bible says it was founded on, it was built on sand. Sand won't get it. the two ways uh, that he talked about earlier, uh, the narrow gate and the, and the broad gate, it's a cost. If you and I seek to go through the wide gate, it's going to cost us. And it's going to cost dearly in the end. But if we seek to go through the narrow gate, hey, the price has already been paid. The two trees represents the growth, okay? Good trees produce good fruit. Bad trees produce bad fruit. And so the question is, which one are we? Are we on the straight and narrow? Are we a good tree producing good fruit? And then the two houses is um, talking about true faith uh, that will last. And so, when I think about that rock, 1 Corinthians 10, 4 says, and it's capitalized, the rock of Christ. Now, what does that rock stand for? I think, let me, let me tell you this. I think that rock is a very rare rock. A very rare rock. In other words, there's only one. There's not no two Jesuses. The Bible says one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That's the R. The letter O is observant. This rock that we serve, the Lord Jesus, he is observant. Now, listen to me. He is attentive to everything going on. He is alert to the cries of his children, and he is watching over you and me. The letter C, he is very competent. He is able. He is sufficient. He is the only one I need. He's the only one I will ever need because he said, I won't leave you, and neither will I forsake you. And then in the letter K, I'm so glad he's knowledgeable. He knows everything. The Bible says he knows my thoughts before I think them. And he stands ready when those bad thoughts come to forgive when we ask him. We serve a great God. Amen. Hey, he is the rock. There is no other rock. When Jesus looked at Peter talking about his church, he said, upon this rock. I believe, I believe it was this way. I believe Jesus was looking Peter square in the eye. And I believe he was saying to Peter, upon this rock, pointing to Jesus, upon this rock, I will, not I might or I could, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Listen, y'all, to me, a church is founded on the rock of Jesus will be standing when Jesus comes. And if it's not founded on the rock of Jesus, it's going to fade out. 
The building's going to become for sale. The land's going to be for sale. And they, people, listen, without the rock of Jesus and without some good solid leadership, the church is going to become, like the Bible says, scattered sheep, having no shepherd. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for the time to be together. I pray that you bless every home that's represented in here tonight. And Lord, may we concentrate on the rock. The rock of our salvation is Jesus. And we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And whatever way the